And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another We Are Me podcast. It's David Rispin and Mickey Brennan here with you as always. And uh, David, just off air, we were talking about the, I suppose, the disaster that is the Irish soccer team at the moment. And I know it's no way to start off a GA podcast, but it's, I suppose it has everybody talking at the moment. Yeah, it's just the usual crack, Mickey. You know, um, I suppose, I suppose the reason is that International football is very unusual in the sense that you play three games in, what, 10 days and then you don't play another one for seven or eight months. Um, our whole World Cup uh, ambitions for 2024 have just gone up in smoke in the space of four days, really. You know, from great optimism on uh, Wednesday night when we went one up against Serbia to the doom and gloom of losing to a team that haven't won an away qualifier since 2008 on uh, Saturday night is just... It's amazing, but yeah, it's Ireland for you. <laughs> we're well it used is. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, we're not. Well, I suppose we're not as used to being out of the qualifiers this early. We usually get to maybe the second last game of the qualifiers or whatever, or something like that, and it all goes to pot. But look, that is uh, that is the soccer, and 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 it is uh, when it's even uh, soccer at the best of times is hard to watch, but at the minute it's even harder. And um, Davy as well. We're, I suppose. We're getting closer. We're looking forward to hearing what uh, the announcement will be from the government. Wouldn't it be just amazing if we could get back out in the field to do a bit of training? You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. this training in pods and tra- as in, you know, uh, on Zoom and doing your own training. It's very, very, it's it's great, but you just, I just miss the field so much. Yeah, and of course, with the with the clocks going uh, forward, yeah, yeah. The, last night, uh, they'll you know the evenings are that bit brighter and stuff, and it just automatically starts to feel like summer. And um, generally speaking, we'd we'd have fought, we'd have rattled through a good few rounds of the league by this stage, you know, traditionally. Yeah. And uh, we were none the wiser, you know. I, I was speaking to to Liam Kane there uh, over the weekend, and club mate of mine, and you know he's he's got good links to Crow Park there, and he was just saying, look, it'll purely depend on which you know what county boards deemed to do themselves because I was saying like realistically it'd be hard to see a league within the county ran off in its traditional format yeah um so possibly they might look at something like a cup competition as a sort of warm-up exercise before a championship and we've said it from a long way out Mickey it's probably going to mirror that of last year you know the, the championship format I would say um just because of the time constraints and you know we are a dual county as well so we do have hurling and football so it's not as easy for us two football men to say, oh yeah, just crack on with the football. We'll get something played week after week. It's going to have to be every second week when we do get the green light. When's that going to be? I don't know. Would June be realistic? 
Yeah, it's interesting. Like, like you know, I, I was just looking at um, uh, some headlines and whatever there from the news and uh, from from the government, what they've been coming out and saying the last few days. And they're saying that there may be act, outdoor activities allowed um, come the next, uh, come April. Um, so we're just, we just have to wait and, and see what, what, what's said there. They're all about, you know, increasing the five kilometres to... 10, 20, or maybe within your county or something like that. But if they do allow outdoor activities, that will allow us to get back on the field and start training. Um, mirror, as, as for the, the the season mirroring last year, I still think that if the championship, if the All-Ireland Championship is held and is ran off the way the new um, schedule is saying it's going to be ran off, that would give us plenty of time to get a little bit of league football played in the summer, um, or as you said, maybe a cup competition before the championship would start in August so I, 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 at this stage if the All-Ireland Championship could be run off and played um, you know over June and July May, June and July or middle of May that'd be that'd be absolutely brilliant and, and, and as for league the Alliance Football League um, I, I'm just trying to figure out how will they how will they do how will they run that off would they run the two of them intermittently like so like you'd have League one week, championship the next, league the next, championship the next, league the next. Do you know what I mean? And that would make for a hell of a summer. Yeah, possibly, but it may it may uh, weaken the integrity of the league competition because you'd have a lot of cases where teams are completely prioritising championship football as well, which is which is a tricky one. I think already they planned on separating the league into two, you know, so each division is going to be broken to two. That's regions. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that would shorten it straight away, you know, to maybe yeah. four or five weeks max. North um, and south. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that might be doable if they get the green light. I think there was murmurs of uh, inter-county returning in, in, say, May with the view to it kicking off in June. And you know, then you would probably be good to go from the end of July, start of August for an All-Ireland Championship in whatever format they decide to go with. Um, like, I, I've kind of said it from the start, Mickey, I would have loved to have seen club got preference yeah, first and, and playing playing Championship football in the summer instead of playing in October, November time, which is just, it's just not the same and it's not really that nice either. But I think they've kind of nailed their colours to the mast and I, I'd say they can't really revoke on that now. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose it probably gives the country a little bit more time if there's less, if, yeah. if the clubs don't all go back and they're all mixing. And, you know, it probably gives the county boards a better chance of getting bigger crowds at games as well because the later that the club championship uh, is played, the more chance that we'll have enough people vaccinated and whatever to go ahead and um, uh, to go ahead and play the games and have, have, have um, spectators at it. But, Look, we'll wait and see. Hopefully, an announcement on the restrictions will, will, will be uh, happening this week. I think it is uh, ahead of Friday, yeah. Uh, yeah, ahead of uh, the, the full announcement on uh, on Friday. There might be a few murmurs or whatever coming out. Um, moving on, Davey. Um, one thing, now, the last few weeks, what we've been doing, we've been announcing a lot of um, charity events that have been going on um, across the county. And one of the, one of the ones that we missed that I wanted to just bring up was the Kilmes and Camogues. Have you seen the one that they're doing, Davey? It's around the world in 18 days, run, walk or cycle. And they're in Melbourne at the moment. Um, because, so all the miles that people do, they're added up and they're 
they put them into their system and it, it tracks their, their progress across the world. They've done 22,000 kilometres so far, which is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, we, we actually must. I know Lauren Gorman there in, in Kilmessen is heavily involved. I must give her a shout maybe during the week and she might come on with us maybe in the next week or two to talk about it in a little bit more detail. But it is, it's fantastic. And, you know, that's a traditional fundraiser they're doing to try and... Uh, and raise a few funds for the club and, and to keep them going in 2021 but it's a it's a great initiative it's completely unique to anything that's gone before as well and as you say it's it's completely ongoing at the minute and they're they're flying it yeah they really are they've uh, they've 6800 euro raised so far and they've a gofundme page it's kames and Kamogi around the world in 18 days and um, brilliant initiative and uh, you know everybody is getting involved i've just been watching their twitter um their twitter Twitter page and, and and it's absolutely brilliant seeing there, so the, we'll say there's kids out there that walk a couple of hundred kilometers or whatever in a week they text the truth to them and then they announce oh we want to thank you know Kilmes National School or whoever it was for for their uh, contribution and they add the the kilometers on and as I said they've uh, managed to make it the whole way to Melbourne if I was gone the whole way to Melbourne at this stage I'd probably take a break for a few months and you know maybe come home. Uh, uh, at the end of at the, at the end of of the summer or something like that, David. Yeah, yeah, I would as well, Mickey. We'd set up camp there and we'd uh, we'd have a great time. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one of the 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 fundraisers that's going on at the moment. And uh, yeah, we, we, anybody out there, go to the GoFundMe page, Kilmes and Camogie around the world in eighteen days, and you can contribute there, Davey, I think you've got a couple more as well. I do, yeah, and, and there's a real master's fever in uh, in the Royal County at the minute, Mickey, because we had Dunsany on last week talking about their US Masters um, fundraiser, but we also have two more in, not just one, but two, and they're from both over that side of the county, so that side of the county, I think it is confirmed now, they do have notions about themselves and golf. <laughs> um, but the first one I have up is from Centralstown, and uh, their fantasy golf t- is obviously taking place in... Uh, uh, along with the Masters Tournament, which is starting at the end of next week, start of the following week. Um, and they have first place of €300, euro, second place €200, euro, and third place of €100. Euro. Basically, you pick three golfers with accumulated odds of over 150 to 1. The person with the lowest accumulated score on the Sunday at the close of play, obviously, is the winner. If your selection doesn't make the cut, you will get last place finisher score on Sunday. In the event of a tie, the person with the highest placed finisher will be deemed the winner and that costs 10 euro and you can enter at centristownfantasygolf.com and then the other one from over that side of the county is from Dunamore Ashburn um, and they're also doing uh, a fantasy golf I'm just trying to get what theirs is called um, it's actually set up the same way as the Dunsany one actually it's uh, I'll read out the URL in a minute but it's done through um, like a Google Forms basically yeah. uh, there's a slightly well, their first play- prize is slightly higher than Centristown. They have a 400 euro first prize, but their second and third prize is a little bit lower at 150 respectively. Um, all entries will go into a draw for 150 euro as well um, and a rainxclothing.com voucher too. Again, it's 10 euro per entry. Uh, you select three golfers from the table below. So it's all golfers basically listed. Um, and it's the total points of the three golfers adding up to 160 or more. So theirs is done actually on a point system as opposed to like an odd system that Sanchez are yeah. operating. Um, again, it's scored on where they where they finish. So the winner will get 75 points, runner up 50, third place 35, so on, so forth, right down to 21st to the cut line at 10. 
players who missed the cut will get minus points and then there's a bonus for a hole in one as well it's quite an extensive one that Dunham Rashburn are running um, oh. if the golfers finish on the same score they will get the points allocated for that position i.e. the two golfers finish runner up they will both get 50 points each um, and then they have the list it's, it's really well done so they have each of the players lined out and they have the points beside each name so Dustin Johnson probably is the favourite for the tournament so you only get 8 points for him but if you went for Graham McDowell, for example, you get 250 points. So you know, ah, that's that's yeah. where it gets attractive for uh, for your pick and your thing. Uh, just fill it out. It's fairly straightforward. And you can do that at a tiny URL, as was the Dunsany one, uh, .com forward slash Dunash Golf. So there's the other two to go along with Central Sounds. Um, none, none of the North Mead clubs getting involved in the golf, interestingly enough, Mick. Yeah, no, no. They will be waiting for the Plowing Championships and uh, <laughs> Fantasy Plowing Championships. I can see it now. Um, Don McDermott in the, the New Holland or will it be Donny Rice there in the John Deere? And, How many spuds uh, can you get planted in an hour? <laughs> is, that, is that racist against Norton? Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not really offended by it. <laughs> I wouldn't like for anybody to say that we were being racist against North Mead fellas, but look, they, you know, they, they love listening to this in the cabs of the tractors that they do when they're out on the road. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're mad listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we better stop there. You, you better, yeah. <laughs> Lush beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Davy, we'll move on. I think uh, before, just before we go on to the lottos, I just want to give Oshin Kiernan a mention. He was on the Late Late Show, um, obviously on the weekend, and uh, ex St. Bridget's footballer and current Castle Rahan and Cavan uh, footballer. And his story is a magnificent story, like full stop. Ex Mead junior footballer as well. And um, you know, I just thought he was absolutely brilliant and inspirational on the on the late late the other night. And you know, all football and everything aside, he's just a good guy. And I've I've interviewed a few, interviewed him a few times uh, for the radio or whatever. And he is, he's just a nice guy. There's at the end of the day, I know people might be annoyed and whatever about him switching allegiance or whatever. But his whole family are from Cavan, um, his, his extended family are, are from Cavan, and, and he would have great ties. But you know, it would be fantastic to still have him. Uh, playing with some Bridgets and, 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 and maybe even Don on a meat jersey but uh, all that aside great guy yeah yeah brilliant yeah and that, look that's where he gets it from really you know there's not a bad skin out in Balnacree to be fair and uh, yeah 100%. you know at, at the bottom of it all and, and, and you know I am conscious it's a mead podcast but he is a mead man you know let's be honest about it I know the family are Cavan and he plays for Cavan and all of that but he's a mead man and uh, yeah we, we look up we look after our own and even I just seen a couple of posts on social media, you know, from from different mean publications and stuff, and uh, everyone really wishing him well and stuff. As as were Bridget's in Oldcastle, and they're they're actually still very proud of him up there in North Mead, Mickey. Um, I know it's <laughs> it is a little bit contentious of of him playing football in Cavan, but you know, 
you've been there, you've done it yourself. You, you've probably seen an opportunity that maybe you wouldn't have got in, in Mead and possibly he would have been the same because yeah. um, I remember when he was when he was playing for St. Bridget's and he was on the Mead Juniors, but he wasn't, couldn't say he was even a, a standout player to be a prime candidate for the Mead Seniors. So possibly he never would have got the chance had he moved across. So, you know, good luck to him. Yeah, and, and it was on the back of his performances with Castle Rahim that he got called up to Cavan. It wasn't that he moved across hoping that he'd get to play with Cavan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, was, he, he just was um, a main main player in that uh, Castle Rahim team that went on and won two senior championships. So, um, and, and that all happened after he came across and joined them. So he did he did make his mark when he, when he went across the border and started playing for Castle Rahim. But, um, you know, what, like... If, if there was a, there was one of his lines was you know if I, I'm trying to I'll be trying to remember it, but it was you know the the time was of the essence it was it was had he been a bit more aware of his body and 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 checked his body and gone and got the got it looked at straight away you know he mightn't have ever had needed to go into chemotherapy and and that's how it was a four or five weeks window. And that's the fine margins you're dealing with. So, you know, I just thought that it was it was very profound the way he spoke about it. And he says, look, I don't know, but he says there's a good chance that I mightn't have had to go through chemotherapy. So it just shows you that we should all be, you know, taking care of ourselves a little bit better. Well, Alan Esther was the exact same, you know. Yeah. And he, he was literally the exact same story in that, you know, he, he was in really bad pain for, for weeks and weeks and kind of left and went on holidays and stuff and then came back and he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't do every day, he couldn't play football, he couldn't work, you know, and stuff. And then it, it got to the stage where he had to, but he would have probably been in the same boat as, as Oshin in that sense, yeah. you know. But anyway, um, you know, thankfully both of them are, are still are good and, and they're full recoveries and, and playing great football at the minute too. So yeah, all's well yeah, that ends well, thankfully. And, yeah, and, and just for anybody out there, it's just, you know, don't don't leave it. If you if you do notice something, don't leave it. Like and, and as they said, the time is of the essence, you know, the sooner you get it looked at. You know the 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 less you have to go through afterwards or whatever, and 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 as you said, all ends all's well that ends well because both of them have uh, gone on to have great stories to have since. And uh, right, we just wanted to give I just wanted to give him a little shout out because he's 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 a great guy and he's a mead man as you said. And uh, moving on to our lotto segment, Davy, and um, I'm sure you have had the PROs on to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The usual rush on a Sunday evening to get their lahos in before the close of play. But uh, one that's always uh, very punctual is Andy Smith in uh, Dunshockland and Royal Gales, purely because theirs takes place on every Monday night. Still no jackpot winner of their €13,000 lotto. Uh, 1, oh. 6, 9 and 18 were the numbers. They had four match three winners who all collected 50 quid each. Uh, their next one takes place on... Monday night, 29th of March at half eight, live on Facebook. Reserve Davey, what were the numbers? 9,000. 1, 6, 9 and 18. 1, 6, 9 and 18. Okay, no. We, uh, just before you, we had two numbers and won the lot was this week. I think it was like, it was, we had 6 and 8 and then the next numbers drawn were 1 and we had 2 and the next number drawn was 25 and we had 26. We're getting closer, Davey. We, 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 we are. Um, Manalvi GFC is next up and there's capped at 10,000 reserve going on to 4,500 for this week. Takes place tomorrow night, Monday. You can play it at manalvigfc.ie. Uh, next one up is Castletown GFC. Their results from the 29th of March were numbers 9, 20, 22 and 27. Their jackpot is at 1,000 euro currently and there was no winner of that one. Uh, they had 
four, possibly. No, they had five lucky dip winners. There's carries on to 1,100 next week, which is on Tuesday, the 30th of March at 9 p.m. You can play that one on smartlotto.ie forward slash Castletown GFC. Slain is next. Um, 5,375 euro to be precise of a jackpot that wasn't won. Next week rolls over to a massive, as they call it, 5,400 euro. Whoa. Uh, and you can play that one at Club Force. Um, Minaldi still going somehow. Uh, 15,000 takes place tonight, Sunday at 9 p.m. They had five match trees last weekend. And there's a picture, or sorry, there's an emoji of the two teeth put together like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, so they're getting close there. Getting uh, Gail, Gail Column Killer, another one. Uh, Dancing with Fire. They had four match trees last week for their €12,000 jackpot, but it does remain for this Thursday night. Uh, Oldcastle GFC, it's one of the only ones that are still rising because all the, the other ones are capped, but Oldcastle are cracking on and they're catching up on them with 11400 next Wednesday. Again, you can play that one on Club Force. From Conrad GFC, sizzling €8,000 jackpot, says Joanna Duff. Uh, it takes place on Tuesday nights and it can be played at the usual online links in all of their social media homepages. You can join them live on Facebook this week as well to watch that Corte GFC my own 5,300 euro jackpot Mickey I had three numbers of my own oh. jackpot my own not we are made my own last week and I had no idea but I was filming it and the lad says geez you had uh, I think the last number was 23 and I had 18 or 19 or something so it was three or four numbers out but um, anyway and be honest with me I'll be honest with you now right when, when you're doing the lotto little key for people anyone that's listening here Everybody goes for the low numbers. It's just it's just a thing. You always go for a couple of the single digit numbers. So we ha- we know when it's been done. If a few of the low numbers come out, we're in trouble. But the numbers were all high, so I kind of winked to Shamie Mulroe as much to say, "Be no winner tonight," you know. And then he says to me after, he says, "You had three numbers." Oh Jesus! <laughs> so uh, I was taking. How much did advice. you win? Oh, nothing. Nothing. We do we do five euros. Yeah, oh, I was disgusted. Um, but anyway, ours cracks on to five thousand three hundred, and we do have an Easter competition as well. Um, for anyone that plays the lotto this week, so it is worth getting in on this week of all weeks. Uh, Friday night live on Facebook at ten pm. Cartoongea.com. Uh, next one is from Kilmainham GFC. It's a jackpot of five thousand euro, and it takes place every Monday. You can play that one on Club Force. Bechtiv GFC. Uh, they had no jackpot winner of their 3,600 euro jackpot last week. The winning numbers were 11, 13, 15, and 22. Next week's one rolls on to 3,700. Again, Club Force app. Clannard GFC, uh, we recently had three numbers in this one ourselves, Mickey. Um, mm-hmm. 4,900 euro this week on Monday night at 8 pm live on Facebook. Kevin Coyne and Balnabracki, what's another? WhatsApp for Kev, he says 5,700 euro, including a bonus ball draw this week. You can play it online via Club Force, another one on Monday night at 9 pm. Longwood GA, their neighbours, weekly draw takes place every Monday at 8 30 pm. A jackpot of 1,300 there at longwoodga.com forward slash draws. Navin O'Mahony's, they did a carton on it. Do you remember last week, Mickey? They've put it straight in at 5,000 again and uh, Brave thing to do, but I suppose when you're town club, you might just be able to get they, away with it. They messaged you this week, did they? They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin's in the group chat now, so I, yeah. I, I thought he'd be too high for looting for, for, for texting you after. When, like, because their lotto is not that high anymore, it's only 5,000. He was mad to text you when the lotto was like 13 and 13 and a half, 14,000. He was 
texting you the whole time. And then he just went off the face of the earth there for a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, they were, they were absolutely in there for a few <laughs> days. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully for them, they didn't have a repeat offence. Uh, 5,150, uh, which is going to be their next draw on the 30th of March, which is Tuesday night at 9pm. I would have- love it. I would love it, Davey. I would love it. <laughs> well, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's gas to think, though, that their, yeah, their jackpot is, is already higher than Simon's Town is making, yeah, isn't it? So. That's, why I, that's why I'd love it if we won it. <laughs> um, last one on my list, a big week, a lot of us, to be fair, a lot, yeah. lot coming in. Uh, Black Hole Gales, uh, €5,000 on the button, takes place on Monday the 5th of April, which isn't until Monday week. They do theirs every second week and uh yeah you can play that one on club force as well i think so that's it from uh, my list yeah and then we have jelly got in contact with me simon's turns lotto uh was held uh on the 26th there was no winner there was one match three winner it was colette four and numbers over five 20 21 and 31 and then central's turns lotto now uh deck and kinsler didn't get in contact with me but i've got on to their um i've gone on to their twitter page and the next lotto is on the 29th, Monday the 29th. You can take part online if you want on our social media. You can get the link. And their weekly jackpot, their jackpot this week is €9,200. So um, another nice jackpot there. A lot of the jackpots are building Davey, Davey nicely. They're just going up there. Like there's a lot of them in around the 10 grand mark now, not far off it. Yeah, there's some lovely ones. There really is. And I think there's going to be a glut of them being won in the next couple of weeks as well. I think it's only a matter of time. There's not too many being won at the minute, but uh, we're in them to win them. Yeah, we sure are. And as we say every week, you know, like check out the, the jackpots, see if there's any of them out there that you like. And for the sake of two euro or two euro fifty, go online and throw in your numbers because if you're not in, you can't win, as they say. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. David, just before we move on to our Instagram interactive, our Loyal Royals podcast, we did something new last week. We did a trip down memory lane programme edition um, and uh, where you have your box of tricks. You've got all your programmes that you've ever gone to in the last 15 years games that you've gone to and you just randomly pick out three programs we go and we discuss the three games that uh that, that you were at we name out the teams we name out the subs the scorers and how the team did that year in either league or championship whatever it is and uh well you know i was kind of like going i wonder will people buy into this we've had a lot of messages a lot of people saying Jesus, brilliant, and it, uh, it evoked some great memories last week, and uh, I didn't remember that game, and then when I thought about it, you know, so it, it's, a, it's, it's a nice little um, add-on, let's just say. Yeah, Paddy Stapleton was actually on to me uh, during the week, Mickey, and he was saying that uh, it, he thought it was really, really good, and, you know, it, it's probably early stages for us, so we'll find our feet with it, but he, I think one of the games was probably 2010, 2011, and he was just saying how hard... Eamon O'Brien was done by really when, yeah. when you look back on it and the years that 
preceded his departure, I suppose, and, and what had happened. So um, that's an interesting one. We've got a lovely blend again this week, Mickey. Um, and uh, I think another three wins. I, I swear to God, me did lose some games or maybe I just <laughs> fecked the programs out after on the way home in, in disgust. But I think we've got another three victories as it turns out next week. Yeah, the three games that we will be discussing this week are, let me just check through them. We have a qualifiers game, round two from 2011. Uh, we have a league game, a National Football League game from 2016 against Leash. Um, an interesting year that was. Um, and then we have our last one is Leinster semi-final, I think it is, against Wexford in 2013. So, yeah, three really, you know, when I was looking back and doing my research on the three games, you know, I was like going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it starts to just bring back memories of that whole season and that year, you know, that kind of, it's nearly like reading in the ears for for GA programs. (laughs) Well, well, I I think the Galway one in 2011 will be the one that sticks out to people. That was a great game in in NAV and, you know, really exciting. Uh, And the year, that year, it didn't turn out to be the most successful. It was Seamus McEnany's first year, but there was pure drama from start to finish in it. Like we we bet loud in, in what was termed in, the rematch of 2010 in the first yes, round of the qualifiers. That, the first round of the qualifiers in Cavan. And I was playing that day. It was a double header between Cavan and Longford and uh and Mead and Loud. And I, I was playing it for Cavan that day and, and trying to watch the Mead match from the dug from not from the dugout from the from the, the tunnel um as well. Yeah. I think who scored the goals that day was Key, it Key Key Moore? Moore got a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Key yeah. Moore got a three goals that day. But like even the, the Galway game, and then we played Kildare in a, in a dreadful day in Nav, and then two weeks after it, another bumper crowd in Park Talton, and we ultimately were beaten. But that was a really exciting year. Now that I look back on it, that was the one that sticks out. The Leash game probably less so. The I I actually remember the Wexford game fairly fondly as well. Um, and I just scrolled back and watched a couple of the highlights from that as well uh, over the weekend. Um, we got to a Leinster final that year, and I think yeah, we, uh, we lost decent, to Dublin. Yeah, gave a decent account of ourselves though in in the Leinster final, was it? Or yeah, well, I think we lost by seven points. In the, yeah, in the lost Leinster by final. seven, but there was only I think three points in it going into injury time, and Dublin pulled okay. away then. Um, so that was probably the best we we maybe uh, played in recent years. But yeah, uh, three three really good games to look back on this week. Yeah, they will. They'll they'll, they'll be excellent, and we're also going to be doing our ten best since twenty ten. Series as always, Davy. And up this week we have uh, who is it? Do we are we doing this week? Manalvi GFC. Manalvi, Manalvi is right, yeah. Manalvi GFC. And we also have a wonderful interview with the one and only Mark O'Reilly. Uh, you managed to, to pin him down, Davy, and uh, this will be a really, really good interview. It will, yeah. And I was only watching the meeting Kerry game last night, Mickey, from 2001, and he was absolutely outstanding in it. And uh, it's just a coincidence, actually, that it was last week that I recorded. I should have been... Well, we did talk about the Kerry game in 01 because he had a brilliant year on... I think it was Crowley who was in line to be footballer of the year that year. And look at all the Mead players generally had a fantastic day that day. First time ever I've ever actually seen that game um, back and uh, it, was, it was an incredible game. But yeah, Mark's a, an absolute gentleman, really, Mickey. Uh, probably one of the the unsung heroes from the late 90s, early 2000s and that. Um, and and just an all-around good guy and he gave us a great interview. So yeah, looking forward to listening back to that one myself. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm going to sit down and, and, and have a listen to that now during the week. Uh, when I'm out uh, doing my work, it's great to be... Off on your rounds. Uh, off on my rounds is right, literally on my rounds. Giving out rounds of drinks uh, <laughs> to people. Um, 
So that that's the plan. You know, when I'm driving across the Sligo or something to have a listen to Mark O'Reilly, I'm really looking forward to that one. Davey, uh, finally, we'll go on to our Instagram interactive. Um, have you had much interaction this week? We have, yeah, and a lot of it stemming from probably the early game. So I was I was eager not to talk too much about it in the intro, Mickey, because oh, right. we're going to have a little bit of a dis- discussion here as well. Uh, Peter Duffy said, "How did Lent go? How did Lent go? Um, have no idea. Um, how, did, how did it go, David? I didn't uh, even know it was on. I'm not into those rigid, religious." Um, Religious uh, uh, sacrifices, sacrifices and festivals and all that, like so much. Um, so, no. Um, how did it go for him? Is more to the point. Did he give up chocolate? He could do it. I think he was on about giving up Tinder for a while, but he he contacted me during the week. He had a great Tinder match, which he was delighted about. So, what, what was his name? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was probably Jelly messing with him. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catfishing. Uh, the, <laughs> the near post pod, and that's the two guys who are doing the soccer podcast as well in, in Mead. Uh, they just said Stephen Kenny out. Yeah, look. I've, done, I've done a poll. I've done a poll, Mickey. Oh, you've done a poll. What was her name? Um, <laughs> Jamie just shakes his head. Uh, go on. Um, we had nearly 300 votes. 113 people think Stephen Kenny should stay. 165 people think he should go. That breaks down to 59% reckons he should go. 50 or sorry, 41% reckon he should be kept. Yeah, look, I really don't think it's going to make a difference. You can't polish a turd, as they say. Um, we have the worst, worst selection of players that we've ever had in, in an, for an Ireland jersey. And that's no fault of their own. We just don't have quality players anymore. We don't have anybody playing in the top half of the Premiership, really. Coleman, Doherty, when he is playing, gets a few games here and there with Spurs. But who else is there? Like, you know, Troy Parrott is out on loan. Um, and like, and that's three. Uh, Coleman is only back from injury. I, I don't really, like, really just don't think that we are up to it at the moment. And I prefer... And we, I know we had this discussion off air. I'd prefer to see them trying to play football and losing than trying to lump ball forward and losing. That's my take on it. I, I know. I See, this is where I disagree. I think we... Would I explain this to you, Davey? Yeah, but but no, it's, it's not entirely true either. Like, we've won an awful lot of games over the last 10, 12 years. With, with fair enough, better squads, but still mediocre enough squads against better opposition by just playing a little bit more agriculture. Like, for example, I, I don't mind trying to put the ball down and start playing against teams that are lesser than you, i.e. Luxembourg, really. Um, but I think when you go away to, to whoever it is in Europe, particularly Serbia, for example, you have to be hard to beat. To come out of Serbia with an ill-nil draw would have been a great result. Um, mm. Horses for courses, yeah, and I know what you mean. And you have to be able to mix it up. But still, I still think that you know, it has to be more football than agricultural at the same time. And there's ways there's ways of still playing football um, and being hard to beat. That's my point. Like, we go out with this 4-3-3, why don't you go out with 4-5-1 and still play football? Mm. Do you know, like, so, so like, you can still play football, but you're harder to beat because you've got five in the midfield, you're flooding that area, but then you're starting to play the ball around and whatever. I, I think it's it, it's it's extremely difficult to do something like that or to change the whole 
culture in international football because managers time, they, yeah. they get two or three weeks of the year with the team. That's all. And they have them for two or three days before they play their first game. It's not even impossible. I get it in a club sense because the manager can come in. He's working with the players every day of the week. He can have four or five shit results in four or five weeks, but gradually it'll start to improve. With international football, it's just not that easy. And even when you watch international football, I know you were saying about soccer in general, it, it can be hard to watch. International football is just cat to watch. It, you know, even if you watch good teams playing, it's not nice. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you're saying like, you know, it's hard when you've got them for three weeks of the year. Mm. Most of them are in clubs where they're, they're trying to play football. Like there is very few agricultural clubs out there anymore. They're all trying to play some sort of fancy, you know, ground football. There's very few teams that horse the ball forward. I'm trying to think of one. I, I like it. I can think of one. Who? Who? Cardiff City. One. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look at the, the. There is a few. Like, yeah, but you know, no, but there, there's very few. They're all trying to like trying to be hard to beat, and then they play counter attack football. Look. Yeah, Burnley are Burnley are a great example of one that do it really, really well. They have two big lumps up front, and it works really, really well for them. They get runners off them. Not pretty to watch, but it's so effective. They're a bang average side. They're a championship side, but year in year out, they manage to maintain their safety because they have it fine tuned. Yeah, but we—that's my point—is they're not looking to win anything. If we have ambitions of winning anything, or do we want to just? Stay up in the nations league and whatever. Oh, well, we, we we didn't. We got relegated. Yeah. In that That's too. what I'm saying. Do we do do we want to just stay up or do we want to qualify and compete? Like the teams that we had in the late the 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 nineties, you know, and, and when we were full of Premiership footballers and well, there were yeah, there was a lot of Premiership. Look, I I don't know. I just feel that better off trying to play football the right way and and having a complete change in the whole system so that we're not one of these teams that's known as agricultural. Mm. Until we start creating chances though, I don't think I'll come around to the idea. Yeah, but until we create a, a, a striker, because we again, like, who's our best striker? Shane Long plays for Southampton and he's a sub. Like, so who's our next best striker? Who's... I agree, we don't have a goal scorer, but I think, I think scorer. we still should be creating chances. Doesn't mean we should be scoring them, we should be creating them. We you create know. loads. We, we created enough to win the game. Like, we create. We, we create. We created three chances, like against uh, team ranked 100 in the world. Yeah, and against Serbia, we created a few chances that we should have yeah. could have taken. Like you know, mm. but, the, but the, I'm saying what I'm saying to you is that a, a top quality striker would score them. God, we're getting back, bogged. But, but, well, yeah, just when you watch Matt Doherty, for example, when I used to watch him play in Ferland when he first came in. He was mad to get chalk in his boots, run down the wing, get crossed into the box. Nowadays, he gets the ball. His first instinct is to turn and pass it backwards. And yes, he plays James Collins, a big classic number nine, and gives him no service. It's just... It, anyway, um, getting back getting back to top. <laughs> Tom O'Connor asked, did Meade win that game? And he's referring to the 2001 game. The 2001... Which one was he? Against Kerry. I was watching the game and I put up the picture. And oh, I just right. said, look at the, it was it was coming up to half. He's, he's obviously taking he's obviously taking the make, is he? Uh, mm, yeah, he is. Or did he did he tag Owen Sheehan in that as well? Uh, he didn't on Instagram. I was tempted to do it, but I didn't want to burn too many bridges with him. Do you know at the end of the day we want to try and keep him somewhat sweet? Um, oh, for Tommy Rooney's sake, more than anything. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't want him uh, taking it out on Tommy Rooney, that'd be unfair. Uh, Colin O'Brien is next and he said my earliest memory in Crow Park there's a certain cruelty to starting like that and he's probably dead right 
That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that is brilliant. Like my earliest memory of Crow Park just led on to more and more and more. You know, whereas his was, oh my god, this is what happens. We go up a big carry. Oh, that hasn't happened again since. <laughs> Do you know? Jesus. Um, Joe McQueenie asked if if we could take one player from that O one Mead team for now, who are we taking and why? Oh, um, who would you take from that old one team? It's all relevant to what we're probably missing now, we'd say. Yeah, free taker maybe, is it? I, I actually had Ollie Murphy in my head, just a serial oh, score-getter, yeah. yeah, you know, score in the inside yeah. lane. But then someone made the argument, yeah, but if you have him and you give him no service, he's no good. So in other words, why not have someone like Giles or, or maybe even Garrity that can get you the ball from A to B, but... Yeah, they'd be, I think they'd be the three, Mickey. I think defensively at the minute, we're actually fairly set with what we have. You know, and we have we, we've, we've plenty of backup as well. In yeah. Defense. You know, what we are missing is that uh, key scoring forward. You know, your McManus or your... You know, Clifford, your, yeah. Clifford or your Rock or your... Killian O'Connor, you know, yeah. Killian O'Connor. Like, you, you can go through all the top teams and they all have it. Like, your, yeah. your Michael Murphy or your McBriarty. You know, like, you, you just... That's all we're missing. I feel that's what we're missing. We do have the players of that calibre, but for some reason, they're just not... They, they're probably not confident enough that they can be that player. Do you know that kind of way? Mm-hmm. But do yeah. you think the confidence is, is, is missing in a few of the players that are there? That's the only thing they're missing is confidence. They have all the skill and ability. Next one is from Flash Gordon, and he asked, has Rispin recovered from Cheltenham? And uh, Flash, all I'll say on this is, heaven help us. That's it. That's that's the name of a horse, is it? It might be. And, uh, uh, it, it's, a, it's a little private joke between Flash and myself. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, um, look, I'm not into the horse racing, but uh, did you have a bad Cheltenham? No, no, I, I Decent Cheltenham actually. Um, yeah, and one of, one of them was that horse that that flashes. The, yeah, you know, that I'm to twenty-three Irish winners out of twenty-eight. Is that right? Yeah, un- unreal, really. Um, mm. Now, obviously, there's a lot of Irish runners that you might back one Irish horse, then the other one wins. But yeah, th- that's one thing that we're definitely on top on over the English is Cheltenham. Other things is just not. But um, rugby, anyway. rugby, rugby last. Well, week. yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Actually, but did you watch? Uh, did you watch Scotland and France the other night? I watched bits of it, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I watched bits of it. It was, uh, it was an interesting one to say the least. Great for the Scots. They're such a likable bunch. Ah, they're lovely. Ah, they're a great bunch. <laughs> great bunch <laughs> of lads. Great bunch of lads. Oh, every week we try to get one or two of them in. So you know, yeah. there's a few people that will laugh about. They're a great um, bunch. Of <laughs> Niall Flynn said, "I hope everyone who jeered in 2001 enjoyed themselves with the two monkey faces." <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've spoken to a few players about that, and they do think it was a turning point in meat football. Mm. Um, and they've said it like they said, like you know, that wasn't something that they ever heard of before, and they just think that you know, it was a, it was a, it wasn't good, it wasn't nice, and it was a turning point uh, uh, in meat football. So. The humility of of Mead had had all of a sudden been extinguished. Do you know that kind of way? Mead, as footballing team and as a footballing county, had all always been humble, and it, that was like the day it just disappeared. Which yeah, I was, was disappointed. 
I was baffled by it actually, Mickey, because I hadn't seen it or heard about it before. Now I I do know that probably Mead supporters and maybe even players after the game believed the hype going into the final, but I wasn't aware of the jeering and it was gas because on Air Sport last night, uh, the clock and the scoreboard wasn't on the screen. So you weren't really sure of the time and Mead were kicking the shite out of Kerry, obviously. And Darren Maloney, who was on commentary for that game, said, and there's still nine minutes left. And at this stage, myself and the fellow were watching and Tag goes, geez, nine minutes. And like every pass was being, this was, this wasn't the last minute or last 30 seconds of the game. It was nine minutes of inj- or normal time left. Normal time. And it was going on. Um, so yeah, it, it's another one. And then uh, Paddy Stableman's come in actually, PS Tapes, of course, with another one about that. And he said, is it true Mead are cursed to never win another All-Ireland because of the 0-1 semi-final jeering. Yeah. Um, don't know if we're cursed, but, you know, it's, it, it really is... It was disappointing, so it was. Um, I'm trying to remember which of the players... Were you jeering, Mickey? No, well, I'm trying to remember which of the players <laughs> I... I'm trying to remember which of the players I interviewed who said that he knew before they went out for the final that they were beaten. He had a feeling... Who was it that I was? He said that he knew that that when he went back into the dressing room after after that win, that something wasn't right. I'm trying to remember who it was. Didn't interview one of the players for us for the WMA. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's what he said. He said just knew there was something wrong. Mm. But, uh, it could have been all fair, but 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 it was one of the players. Yeah. So it is. It was a turning point, and you know what have we done since? Yeah. Uh, Michael Kearney said long ball in couldn't beat it he was on about the soccer obviously I know, was he, he, was, he was on about the was he on about the, the, the goal for Murphy maybe that's what it is he's right uh, in in both, he's right in both cases regardless oh, of what he's talking geez. about Mickey but I yeah no I'd say maybe the, the long ball in or even the one to um, John Cullinan, possibly the, the second goal, Mickey was a long ball in as well, which caused uh, caused serious trouble. But it was, it was like it was agricultural, but the emphasis was on the forward to get out in front and win his ball, and then the runners off the shoulder. And obviously, John McDermott's goal was just prime example of that. When yeah. Ollie Murphy comes out and wins and dishes it off to Graham. But uh, yeah, great stuff. Robert Perfield asked, is that match anywhere online for non-air subscribers? And I did a little search and I did find it. Uh, Dean Farley from Mead Hill actually has uploaded it to YouTube. So if you want to go and watch that game, go on to YouTube, search Mead and Kerry from 01 and it's Dean Farley's video. There is a couple of different videos that will come up first because it's it doesn't have as many views as the other ones yet, but that one's up there on YouTube for anyone that wants to go in and have a look, courtesy Brilliant. of uh, the great Mead Hill man, Dean Farley. Yeah, did he do that uh, for uh, Tommy Rooney, maybe, when he had that little uh, spaff with uh, with, um, <sighs> with, with, with Owen Sheehan? Do you remember? He, was he might have it? done, yeah. yeah he might yeah. have done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. 
Next one is from Brendan Byrne, and he said, that me jersey from the Kerry game, a thing of beauty. Kerry one wasn't bad either. Yeah, well, look, the jerseys were class back then, um, and they were, they were, looking back at them, they are real retro, so, yeah. Really were you a fan, Mick? Yeah, I was. The I yellow? Was indeed. I was a fan of the yellow, I really liked that one, so I did. Um, oh. Yeah, I did, I know. I, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jelly, the man himself, said Peter Duffy's transfer to Drummer Lee, fact or fiction? Uh, no, he's he's he's, he's that, that's not that's not happening. No way. No, I, I couldn't let that happen. No, I don't think I, he's I, don't, I don't believe you, Mickey. Yeah, he's not going to Drummond. Um, his father is, but he's not. Yeah. Um, Porrick Boyle says, "Will you do a Mead Hill special?" <laughs> What is a Mead Hill special? Well, we'll have to go out to Mead Hill to do the special, so we will, Davey. Um, oh, you know, straight into the barracks with us. When restrictions are, 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 are gone, we'll have to go out to Mead Hill and uh, do uh, an up for the match before the first championship game live from the barracks. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> that's it from Insta. That is everything in. Shin it. Yeah, and then PS tapes. Um, yeah, his his was a was was a relative question to the football and stuff and, and everything. Like he was asking whether there was a whether there was a, a bit of a curse put on the B team since two thousand and one for that year and whatever. So it was football related. It wasn't thought evoking this week for a change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were actually fairly fairly clean cut questions, weren't they, for a change from everyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just disappointed that they threw in messages or, or questions about the soccer as well because. You know, I just wanted to leave that at the very start in that little small little segment that we did. I didn't want to be bringing it up again because we got caught, we got, we got, we got tied down in it again, Davey Erzman. We did, yeah. It could, it could have been worse, though, Mickey. Could it? Yeah, it could have been worse. Anything else for the podcast this week, Davey? No, I don't think so. Shouldn't okay, it? well, as I look out the window and the wind and rain is beating down in the window, it's time to say we are made by matters more. <laughs> <laughs>